Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed, where every week we bust the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding and beyond. Today, we're going a little bit beyond, and that is we're going to talk about baby wearing with Dr. Rosie Knowles. Rosie, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, Marie. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad that you can be here. Let me tell all of you a little bit about Dr. Rosie Knowles. She is a general practitioner. She practices in the UK and has a keen interest in holistic medicine, children's health, and perinatal mental health. She began her career in hospital medicine and later switched to general practice to gain some flexibility with family life and to be more involved with communities from cradle to grave. She is a strong advocate for baby wearing as a way to provide improved bonding, reduce reflux or colic, better muscle development, and an avoidance of plagiocephaly, and that some of you call that flat head syndrome, as well as helping parents to cope with postnatal depression. As author of the book, Why Baby Wearing Matters, Dr. Knowles summarizes evidence for the importance of carrying behaviors with babies, parents, and, so, and societies. She runs the Sheffield Sling Surgery and Library, a baby-wearing consultancy and sling library service in northern UK, and she trains others in baby-wearing through the Born to Carry initiative. She writes and educates through her Facebook page, magazine articles, speaking conferences, and other events around the UK and Europe. So, once again, welcome to Dr. Knowles. We're really excited to uh, learn much more about baby wearing. I will tell you this. I have often seen women, uh, I live in the greater Washington, D.C. metro area, and I see many women at the grocery store out and about but not necessarily baby wearing. As a matter of fact, I would say most of them are not baby wearing. So let's start out with what exactly is baby wearing? Well, at its most basic, baby wearing is the activity of holding your child close to your body. So a caregiver can keep their child close to them wherever they go, any time of the day or night if necessary. So baby wearing is a modern term for an ancient skill that women and men have been using around the world for generations and generations and across all cultures. It's not something new. It isn't a fancy fad. It's something that parent discovered how to use for themselves many, many moons ago. So, for example, you might find people using, in Africa, furs, 
or you might find people in South America or in East in Asia using specially woven cloth to carry their children all around the world. People have used reeds, they've used woven cloth, they've used all sorts of things to keep their children close to their bodies. So baby wearing is, in effect, just a way to keep a child with you as you go about functioning with daily life. The term baby wearing is a much more modern word. It was coined by William Sears in the 1970s. His wife um, used to hold Yes. She used to hold the baby close to her and um, said it's a little bit like wearing your baby inside your clothes because you wear your clothes all day and your baby desires to be held all day. So it's like wearing your baby. Um, So that's what baby wearing is really. It's using a tool to keep your child close to your body so that they get all that they need, especially in these very early months of development. It's a modern term for an ancient skill. I love it. <laughs> Very nice. I'm sorry to hear that you don't see a lot of women using slings and carriers in the grocery store. I tell you, it would make their lives a lot easier if they did. Um, I think sometimes people are a little bit worried about the baby wearing mean that you're a hippie parent or that you're becoming a slave to your children. Um, and there can sometimes be a few worries about... Um, a child becoming needlessly clingy or dependent. And so there's sometimes a desire to increase the amount of separation between baby and their parent. I don't believe that's actually helpful and I think it creates more problems in the long term than it's solved in the short term. I would agree. I would absolutely agree. And by the way, I do live in a very metropolitan area and on the East Coast, just outside of the nation's capital. But if you go out West, uh, I, I have seen much more baby wearing, certainly. But I don't, I don't think it's necessarily only in a uh, city or the countryside. I think it's slightly different wherever you go. So, for example, I live in the fourth biggest city in the UK, and you can barely turn around for seeing a sling here because of the work that I and my volunteers and colleagues have been doing for the last seven years. Slings are seen as what people do with their children along large part of our particular city. We live in a hilly city and we live, we have a university here and we've made two universities and um, <laughs> we've made um, uh, baby wearing very, very accessible. It's freely available information to anybody who wants to find out more. We run free classes for people to come and find out about them. We lend them out to newborn parents of newborns for nothing so they can get started. And we have a huge amount of free resources um, and we're open every day. So there's a lot of ways that people in the city we live can get a lot of very accessible help and we lend carriers out. So people can actually bow them and try them and try see them. Yeah, so they can rent them. Is this comfortable? Does this work for me? Does my baby like it? And more importantly, we help them to use it so they're not struggling with something that feels difficult or complicated. So they start from a position of, this is easy to use. Wow. I can do it. My baby likes it. 
this is something that I want to invest a little bit more of my time getting to know. And we often find that people who get off to a really good start will keep on using their sling for many months and, in fact, into toddler years and beyond. I am so excited to hear several things that you've said there. Okay. The first thing that came to my mind is you are a living example of how one woman can change a community. You have begun to make it the cultural and the social norm, and you have done it by doing it over and over and over, doing it yourself, making it look normal, uh, making it easy for women to try it, and giving them some support and some confidence. I I think it's a fabulous model, not only for uh, baby wearing, but for breastfeeding and probably for a whole lot of other things in this world. (laughs) Yes, yes, the basic parenting skills, basically. (laughs) We get lots of women who come in. um, We're actually running a research project at the moment into the effect of baby wearing on maternal mental health. And we get lots of women coming in who are struggling even with the very basics of knowing how to hold their babies, how to comfort them, how to birth them, how to just love these children without feeling that they're smothering them or squashing them. And we spend a lot of time helping these women just to realise that they have these abilities in themselves. We give them the confidence to believe that they can actually be good parents. We run groups groups teaching people what's normal for a baby's sleep, what's normal for baby crying, what's normal for their own mental health, for their baby brain development. These are free classes we run every Monday morning. And they're so popular, people are oversubscribed. People come along and they find a community, they find um, other people who are experiencing just the same as themselves, and they realise that they're far from alone, that their experience is actually everybody else's experience. And we give them the tools they need to be able to go out and say, I can be a good mother to my child. I have what I need within me, and I can do it. And the sling is only a small part of building that self-confidence and that belief that actually their baby is a gift to them and that they are actually all their baby needs to thrive. That is so hugely important. I'm so proud of this, of what you say. It's not just being me. Yes, maybe I did start the movement. But along the way, um, other people have seen what I've been trying to do and joined me in that. So we've actually got a community of volunteers, colleagues, all of whom have told their friends, their neighbours, their families, the people they meet in the street. They've been visible. They are just being constant advocates themselves. So it's a real grassroots movement. And as you say, yes, it has changed the culture of parenting in the city that um, we do. We get some visits from the perinatal mental health services and the child and adolescent mental health services from quite a lot of um, public bodies wanting to know what it is that we're doing and how we do it. Um, One of the things they like most about what we do is that we're not focusing on a deficit-based problem. Nice. You have an asset, you have all these things within you with the right information, the right education. You can do it rather than pointing out that there's a problem that needs fixing. We say this is what life with a newborn is like. These are the things that will help you to believe that you can do it. You can do it. And that, I think, is very powerful. Oh, it's very powerful. And what's more is 
when we are with a newborn, in a way, in a way, it's like being with a new boyfriend or a new girlfriend. You want to be with them all the time. And yeah. they want to be with you all the time. Absolutely. So when you are doing this baby wearing, you are indeed with each other. And the other thing that struck me as you were talking is uh, that people will tell, oh, I've had 40 plus years of hearing this. I, I can't make enough milk. I can't make enough milk. I can't make enough milk. And I say, you made a baby. You can do anything. Uh, really, it is just such a simple concept that we do have it within us to do anything, but that confidence piece is so difficult. And I know people have heard me say this on the show before, that uh, I was one time explaining to a group, they were taking my comprehensive uh, lactation course, and I said how difficult it is to give a mother's uh, confidence and somebody spoke up and raised her hand in the back, and she said, yes, Marie, but it's very easy to take confidence away. And that is so, so true. Hey, everybody, do not go away. Uh, I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm here today with Dr. Rosie Knowles, and I know you are going to want to hear lots more from Dr. Knowles about how she got started with this and much more about the great experience of baby wearing. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Relationship issues, anxious, parenting challenges, no more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894. And ask for your bulk discount. 
What's the weirdest place I've ever done it? Probably at my niece's high school musical during intermission. I've done it on an airplane. In our minivan while his mother was driving. Hi, Mom. What's the weirdest place I've ever pumped? Probably the car dealership. In the bathroom at my sister's wedding. Finding a good place to pump can be hard. Donating breast milk is easy. No matter where you've pumped, you'd make a good donor to the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. Learn how your milk can save lives at milkbank.org slash donor. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm here today with Dr. Rosie Knowles. She is talking to us about baby wearing. Dr. Knowles, clearly your passion really shows here. I could hear it in your voice. I could feel it as you were talking, how passionate you are about this topic. So tell us, how did you get started getting into all of this baby wearing thing? Well, it began really with my own first child. Um, you may have been able to pick up from my voice that I'm deaf. I lip read. And one of the things I was concerned about with having a baby is how I was going to be able to hear him cry, how I was going to be able to understand how he was trying to talk to me, what he was trying to tell me if I couldn't hear him. Um, and my best friend, actually, she had a sling, and I watched how it helped her cope as her baby was quite a high-needs baby, didn't want to be put down. So she had a fabric sling, and I watched how it helped her to calm her anxious baby down, and she felt better with it. So I thought, when my, when my baby arrives, I'm going to get one of these things because it's going to help me feel my baby, and when he's upset about something, I'll be able to feel it in myself so we can communicate through our body language. So when he arrived, I got a fabric sling, and um, I still remember now he would, he was quite fussy in the evenings. He really didn't want to lie down and go to sleep. He just wanted us to hold him. And, you know, he was quite persistent in that. We tried to lay him down. That's all the advice at the time told us to do. No, you need to put him down awake. He needs to self-soothe himself to sleep. But he just wouldn't. He would just cry. So I picked him up and he would fall asleep peacefully in my arms every night. And I got rather tired of holding this rather heavy baby. And he was a bit of a chunk, my little one. So the sling actually really helped because it meant that I could meet his knees for closeness to fall asleep safely. Uh, Next to the people he loved most in the world, we could meet his knees for closeness and security. And I could actually get on the things that I wanted to do in the evening while he was sleeping. So I felt that both, both, first of all, I could help him with his need for connection, um, sure. I could calm his crying, I could make him feel better, I felt better, 
because I could. <laughs> yes. And of course, when he was upset, when he started to wiggle about in the sling and make noises, I could feel what he was doing. I could understand that he was trying to tell me something. And so that was a good way to pick up on an early cue from him. That I didn't have to wait until he was howling with distress because I knew he was trying to tell me that something felt different. So I knew when he needed a nappy change or I knew when he was hungry and I knew when he was just a bit bored and maybe wanted a change of scenery because he was telling me with all his movements. So actually holding my baby allowed us to communicate. So when my second child came along, I already had this tool um, and I just got straight on with it as soon as she was born using the same sort of sling that we had with her. But actually my journey with my second child was a little bit different because I felt more confident this time around and I was more able to be bold about going out into public with her, feeding her in public, baby wearing her in public and people would come to me and they would say, what is this thing you're using, where can I get one? And then we had a few of us, we'd actually decided to be a visible advocate for baby wearing. So we would go to the public park, we would go to the local festivals, we would go and sit in cafes, ostentatiously wearing our baby carriers. <laughs> People flocked to us, they would say, this is amazing, where did you get that? Can I try it on? So we quickly realised that we needed to actually build a resource for these simple tools that could change people's lives the way it had changed ours. And I, I remember meeting in those early days people who said, well, this helped me to feel better. I'm really worried that I'm not being a very good parent. I'm worried that my baby cries whenever I put them down. Would one of these things help me to hold my baby so they don't cry? And we were like, absolutely. And we used to lend them out to people and try them with the carriers. And they would come back a couple of weeks later saying, oh, this has made such a difference. My baby cries so much less. I feel right. like I can out and do things. I can be who I am. I'm not just now a mother to this small child. I am still me because I can still do the things that I love doing while my baby gets to be close to me. And so we could see the effect this was having. Well, from that, gradually, by and by, this got bigger and bigger. And we started having to rent our church halls. We even rented the top floor of an international sports centre to cope with the numbers of people who were coming. Um, I, was, I wrote a lot of blog posts and journal articles, and eventually this turned into a book. Um, people heard about us from wider and wider around, and then um, it just grew and grew, and now we actually opened a centre where we run this sort of thing available every day for people, and that's why we're now able to run these fourth trimester groups that I was mentioning a little bit earlier on, which are freely available to any parent who wants to come along. Um, that is fantastic. And it's just been um, utterly amazing just to see the impact that this has had upon the parent in our city, and it continuously strikes me how such a simple thing to do how just giving a mother and a father or any kind of caregiver, an adopted parent, a foster parent, um, just this one simple tool that could revolutionise how they feel about their children and how those relationships can develop. Um, and, you know, our government, I don't know how what it's like in the States, but here in the UK, our government seems to spend so much money and time focused on fixing mental health problems later, fixing ill health later on, pouring more and more money into unwell people with chronic ill health or mental health difficulty. And all of me on the inside is constantly saying, but it didn't have to be this way. 
if only you had actually thought about investing in the health and well-being at the beginning of life, into pregnant women, into new parents, into babyhood. And, you know, the first three years of life, Marie, is absolutely key in the baby's development. You know, the first three years is where their uh, sense of security, their sense of self-esteem, their sense of belonging in the world, their sense of whether the world is a safe place that they can explore or a place of fear or anxiety that they need to protect themselves from. All of this begins in the first three years. Well, we know from a lot of the research done in the States, actually, the um, adverse childhood experiences study. Oh, yes. A lot yes. of the work being done in early life stress. Um, all this work is showing that actually what happens to you in your early years and who is there with you while this is happening shapes your future. Absolutely. And we would save we so much money if we actually diverted a lot of our resources into actually helping new parents to be the best parent they possibly can be. Um, and not even that, actually, to being good enough parents who are actually available for their children, who are able to meet those children's needs and not lose themselves in that. And I really do believe that if we were actually able to do that, we would solve a massive public health problem in our communities. Well, something that occurs to me is that we had a guest who came on this show and she talked about the adverse childhood uh, events. She talked about the relationship of breastfeeding on those events. And then she talked about those events and their relationship to breastfeeding. In other words, in both directions. And we had a guest who is an anthropologist and she talked about the ancient cultures being hunter gatherers. Yes. And, um, she talked about how, of course, they they are, uh, they were wearing their babies because they had to wear their babies. Of course, the, there was no place to put the baby down. Right, exactly. There was no place to put the baby down, and they were hunting and they were gathering. And she said that even today, even today, that the tribes know that if they are wearing their baby then the baby will not cry, which saves them from invaders. And by the way, that show was with uh, Dr. Tracy uh, Castles, C-A-S-S-E-L-S. Yes, yes. And Dr. Castles has been my guest uh, at least a few, I'm thinking at least three times. She's a wonderful guest. And uh, certainly that helped me to understand that that is pretty much the basis, the foundation of of wearing. Yes. Yes, it makes a lot of sense. Hey, everybody, do not go away because I'm here today with uh, Dr. Rosie Knowles and we are going to come right back. We're going to talk about this. So give me just a minute. We'll go for a short break. I'm Marie Biancuso. We'll be uh, coming back in just a minute to talk more about baby wearing. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. 
Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894 and ask for your bulk discount. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm here today with Dr. Rosie Knowles, and she is talking to us about baby wearing. So, Dr. Knowles, I think that you have helped us to understand how, from a a practical standpoint, from an evolutionary standpoint, that it makes a whole lot of sense to be wearing, carrying your baby. So talk to us a little bit more about these benefits. I mentioned a few as I was introducing you today, but I know that you'll want to do the deep dive and tell us much more about those benefits. Let's start with the benefits uh, for the baby. Okay. Well, babies, basically, um, as we've been talking just now, babies thrive when they are given their natural habitat, which Mm -hmm. is their mother's body, their from the mother's body, they learn movement, they learn social skills, they learn how to hold themselves in space by holding a baby upright, they develop their vestibular networks, they develop their um, head control better, they learn how their bodies move in space, they learn how to cling on, to grip, they just basically learn about life. They can watch how their parents interact with the world and learn about how to respond to things around them. So they learn social skills. They just learn a huge amount just from being close to a parent and the rest of the world responds to them more because they're visible. Very different from a child who's constantly being put down or put away or separated because they then you almost then have to leave the adult space at the top 
of communication and then look down into the baby world. And then you would have to go and have a conversation specifically with the baby and then you move out of that and then you return to talking with an adult. But if you've got a baby who's part of that communication space, they're watching adults talk to each other, facial expression, communication, they're learning how language happens and how human beings interact with each other. So they're learning a huge amount about the world and being part of it. They can watch things happen, they can see things happen. People are more likely to talk to their babies when they're close by. Oh, look at that. Look, there's this, this is a tree. Oh, there's that sound. This is what's going on. And so there's a constant sort of back and forth of talking. And we know that babies learn language better when they talk too constantly. And yes. that's yes. less when they're down or away or separate. So that's all the language and the communication that comes from it. Um, so there's a huge amount of benefits to babies from that. Um, there's also benefit in terms of reflux. Many babies suffer from uncomfortable tummies and bringing up milk or just bringing up a bit of acid. And the upright carrying helps them to release this wind. Absolutely. Absolutely. And babies cry when they lay down. You pick them up and they calm down. So they're often um, much more comfortable for them. And they often sleep better when they're held as opposed to when they're separate because of the gentle back and forth of the rocking motions of being walked with. It's very soporific for a baby. Um, and again, the concept that I talk about a lot with the fourth trimester, the first three months of life outside the womb, the transition from womb to world, a lot of that transition is about helping the baby to recreate that safe space that they've just come from. So the movement is one thing. The sound of a heartbeat is very familiar to a baby. So you pick a baby up and you cuddle it so it feels that sense of encompassing that home that is only just left is now there again with the right smell, the right sound, the right movement, the same murmuring voice. It's very calming for a baby and that will often persist later in life. So that's why an upset child will often calm when you cuddle them. An upset toddler, you hold them, you rock them, you go, hmm, hmm, it's all right. It's reminiscent of all of that so there's all those benefits to babies um there's just many many of them there's also the sense of confidence that comes from a secure foundation of a secure attachment people worry that slings will make a baby clingy and oh. needs. and they don't that's not true that's not true at all like you'll never be able to put the baby down you're just making a rod for your own back but actually what you're doing is giving the child a sense of confidence security they have that safe space in you. You are the rock on which they stand. So with that rock, they're so secure in that that they can then go out and explore the world and come back if something's a bit scary because they know they've got something safe to come back to. There are two halves of the same coin to be securely attached and the confident explorer. You're not going to have one without the other. And so by giving a baby a very strong sense of belonging and secure attachment, you're actually going to give them the confidence to become toddlers who want to explore, who want to go out into the world. You're not still going to be carrying your teenagers. <laughs> right. Right. Children stop asking for carrying and cuddles when they no longer need them, need when they've naturally grown out of them, when they're not needing that reassurance anymore. They will stop asking for it. And interestingly... Here in the United States, we often have the saying that parents should give their children both roots 
and wings. And as I, as I hear you talking, I'm thinking, well, that's the beginning of the roots and the wings. Yes, and if you don't build roots, you're not going to have confident wings. And so that's why then we need to invest in giving parents the tools that they need. That's where baby wearing is useful because a lot of what I'm talking about is the benefits of holding and close contact. But actually what the sling does is it allows you to do that while getting on with the rest of your life. But I believe you don't have very much maternity leave in the United States. Mothers often have to go back to work quite early. We get up to a year here in the UK. Um, and so sometimes the stress of having to financially provide for the family, having to go back to work, having to do everything else. So sometimes your baby can sometimes not be the priority. But the sling allows you to do all the things you need to do while your baby is not left behind. So they get all those benefits on you, with you all the time. You can feed them, they can sleep, you carry them, you talk to them with your hands free so they're experiencing life with you while you are having a tool to help that to happen. So in many ways, baby wearing is a solution to the problem that we have of babies not being held as much as they need to. And I also think the problem with that is because we don't live in communities properly anymore. Absolutely, absolutely. We We don't live among groups of people who are share the holding of the baby, share the toddler care, share the food finding, share the whole community functioning. Parents are often left on their own to get on with it. And they just don't have enough resources around them to be able to do things along with everything else the society demands of them. When are you going back to work? When are you going to lose the baby weight? When are you going to start (laughs) with this again? All of those pressures. And a sling will allow you to meet the society's pressures on you without having to leave your baby behind. And that's and where the it comes from. I know that you have addressed this from the standpoint of what it does for the baby, but I know that as a physician, you probably recognize that all of those hormones within the mother become activated, for lack of a better word. And so... Doesn't it seem to you as if the mother would have more, this one woman told me one time, when I feel a letdown, I would march through fire and water to get to my baby. And I know that's hormonal. So it seems to make sense to me that if the mother was in close contact with the baby, that she would have a hormonal switch that would be turned on in a positive way. Am I right? Yes. Mothers benefit enormously from being close to their baby. It's a two-way relationship. If the oxytocin from the close contact and the holding of the baby builds a sense of attachment, of bonding in the mother, there's often a bit of a myth around that mothers are supposed to fall in love with their babies as soon as they're born. There's amazing sunburst of wonderful love like you've never felt before but actually many mothers just don't experience that that's absolutely right (laughs) labor's been hard difficult it's just not gone the way you would like it to you're giving this baby breastfeeding is uncomfortable painful difficult and sometimes you just don't feel that overwhelming love and that's what close contact does for mothers you give a mother her baby skin to skin her oxytocin levels go up that we know that oxytocin reduces cortisol, which reduces stress. 
it increases feelings of well-being, of competence, of coping. So the more time mothers can spend in contact with their babies, the greater their confidence is, the more connected they feel to their babies, the more they feel that actually that they can do this. They are enough. They are what their baby needs because they feel their baby responding to them. The baby falls asleep on them. The baby clearly wants to be with them. Of course, of course. And so all of that that builds up a mother's sense of being able to do it, her own feelings of competence. Um, It also just means that um, she's more likely to have a successful breastfeeding journey as well because of all the oxytocin that comes from the close contact is involved with milk production. And there have been studies that show that carried babies tend to have Yes, better yes, and longer yes, breastfeeding yes, journeys yes, and all yes, the health yes. benefits that come to a mother from being able to breastfeed for longer. It's good for her health long term, her cardiovascular health, her bone health. Breastfeeding is good for women, of not course. just for babies. Absolutely, absolutely. And as I hear you talking, there are two things that come to my mind. One is I have helped hundreds of women to labor. And I will tell you that when they are, uh, after they give birth, they do not immediately feel, fall in love with their babies for all of the reasons that you have just... Uh, the media tell them that it's going to be like that. They hand the baby, orchestra starts up, they're suddenly wearing long, flowing, sunless yes. clothes. It is not like that. Yes. But that's what they expect. And then no, when the patients are not met, you're already starting from a deficit, a feeling of, I'm not good enough, I haven't done this right. I right. am failing. And oh, I've had patients say that to me. Absolutely. And yes. that's the way to start a lifelong journey of motherhood and babyhood. And we need to change something because starting mothers off feeling like a failure already is not right. I, I would agree. And yet I most certainly have heard that uh, uh, most definitely. Uh, Dr. Knowles, there is something else that comes to me, and we've only got about two minutes left. Uh, could you explain... Do we have any research that shows that wearing your baby reduces maternal depression? Do we have well, that research? There are projects going on. I mean, there is um, a project research going on in America by um, a lady whose name I forget right now. Um, we can do this bit again if we need to. Do you want me to find her, <laughs> do you want me to find her name, Marie? Uh, no, don't worry. Uh, just uh, tell us what you know about this, the study. Well, I'll start again. There's some research going on in the United States called the Mother-Baby Bonding Study that does seem to show that there are benefits to mothers who are baby-wearing. And we are actually conducting a clinical trial here in the United Kingdom to show what effect a sling that fits well has on maternal mental health. So the research looks like it's going to show that. Now, of course, there's many, many anecdotes. So many mothers say the baby wearing saved them from depression, anxiety or whatever. But it's so helpful when you've got numbers and data. We hope to have that very, very soon. Oh, yes. Uh, As I am fond of saying, one nurse's observations do not a study make. However, one nurse's observations over many decades is worth listening to. And hey, now I've got my own podcast, so I'm good. <laughs> anyway, uh, everybody, do not go away. I will be right back. I'm Marie Biancuso, uh, and I am here today with Dr. Rosie Knowles. We will be right back after this short break.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894 and ask for your bulk discount. What's the weirdest place I've ever done it? Probably at my niece's high school musical during intermission. I've done it on an airplane. In our minivan while his mother was driving. Hi, Mom. What's the weirdest place I've ever pumped? Probably the car dealership. In the bathroom at my sister's wedding. Finding a good place to pump can be hard. Donating breast milk is easy. No matter where you've pumped, you'd make a good donor to the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. Learn how your milk can save lives at milkbank.org slash good donor. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm your host, Marie Biancuso with Born to be Breastfed, and I am here today with Dr. Rosie Knowles, and we are talking about um, baby wearing. (laughs) I was thinking, I I did another show today, so I had to think about that for just a moment. Uh, For those of you who are wondering, I would like to invite you to my comprehensive lactation course. I will be doing one in uh, Dallas. And I will also be doing one in sunny Orlando. Those are courses where you will get to see and hear and interact with me live. 
if you can take a week of your time, I promise you, if you are a true breastfeeding advocate, and if you want to prepare for the IBLCE exam, it is a LEARC-approved course. It is in fulfillment of your educational requirements for 90 hours. And so please, don't miss this opportunity. I really love teaching live. Anyone who has ever come to the course realizes that it's a uh, it's so interactive, and if you're thinking that it's going to be all day with bullet point slides in the dark, it is not. It absolutely is not. Uh, I promise I will make you think, and I will make you happy, because you will be interacting with many other peers who have the same passion as you do. So please uh, visit my website. It's breastfeedingoutlook.com. Again, that's breastfeedingoutlook.com if you are looking for the course or any other course I teach for that matter. And if you're looking to read my blog, which you should be looking for, that would be mariebiancuso.com. I will repeat that. It's mariebiancuso.com. So, Dr. Knowles, tell us this. Baby wearing sounds wonderful, but I can just hear somebody saying to me, yeah, but do you think baby wearing is for everybody? What would you say? I would say the baby wearing is absolutely for anybody who holds a baby in any way, shape or form. <laughs> the baby wearing doesn't only have to be with a family member. It could be with anybody who's providing care for a child. We've taught some nurseries and childminders how to do slings and carriers in a childcare setting, which can often be very helpful in allowing an anxious child to make the transition from being at home all day to having to be in daycare all day. And often a familiar carrier can be really helpful. So yes, baby wearing can be for absolutely everybody. I quite often get the enormous privilege of carrying other people's babies, you know, uh-huh. making, making videos or showing people how to use the sling. And they will quite often give me their babies to wear them just for a little bit. And I can't tell you how lovely it makes me feel. Oh, I, yes. I get the oxytocin rush from this tender little body nettling onto my chest. Uh, I love it. It's just the best feeling in the world. Oh, dear. I can feel the tears pricking at the back of my eyes, and I have to still do that. I have to stand here and talk. Uh, Because truly, when I was working in the newborn nursery, uh, especially at night, and I would see babies who just did not want to settle down and rest, but their mothers, quite honestly, did not want them out there they wanted me to take care of them of course and I did not have a sling but just holding that baby even while I was doing my charting sometimes uh, the baby would settle down right away and it gave me that wonderful feeling and it wasn't even my baby but there is a exactly (laughs) you can see it at the glow in people's faces you know People are meant to be in connection and communication with each other. It's what makes us relational human beings. And it's relationships that heal us and it's relationships that allow us to keep going. Um, And so a sling can help a relationship to develop and to heal, especially if there's been a separation, like if you've had a baby in the neonatal intensive care unit or they've been born early and you're terrified about your child and how well they're going to be, and then you're separated from them. 
being able to hold them in a special kangaroo care top or when they come out of hospital, being able to hold them so you can rebuild those bonds can be incredibly important for a whole family's health. Dads as well, not just mums. It's important not to forget fathers in this. They will benefit enormously from the opportunity to hold their babies and their children as well. Oh, I would so totally agree. And uh, I'm reminded, because I thought you were going to say human contact, uh, I'm reminded of the time when I was sitting on on the airplane and the woman who was sitting next to me was a veterinarian. And she was telling me about how important the colostrum was and the holding of the the baby, the little horse or whatever she was talking about. And I remember sitting in my airplane chair thinking to myself, great, the vets have got this figured out. But we hospital people separate mothers and babies. And I could go on and on about this forever. But anyway, you're the guest today. so, So tell me this. I know that you have written a book. I know that the book is not uh, new, but it is one that has had an enduring effect. So tell us a little bit about your book. What's the title and why does every parent, mother, father, grandmother, and everybody else need to read your book? Well, it's called Why Baby Wearing Matters. So basically, it's just a discussion about the importance of slings and carriers and helping to build those early relationships for the whole family. I talk about how it helps a baby. I talk about how it helps parents and carers and also about the impact this can have on society as a whole because it's not just about the nuclear family, it's about the community around. Um, I've written it deliberately in quite easy to understand language so it can be read by both the parent but it also uh, quotes a lot of studies and it's as evidence-based as possible. So it will also be of interest to any kind of healthcare practitioner who wants to understand a little bit more about the science behind it. That is not just a nice idea, but actually something true and real. Um, and there's also quite a lot of helpful guides in the book about how to actually do it. And I talk a lot about the importance of safety and safety oh, uh-huh. for months. Babies are needing extra protection in the first four months when their heads are heavy and they haven't yet developed a lot of um, neck control. So I talk about the safety, which is also really important. Um, And it's just a small little book and it's it's nice, easy chapters to read. It's a great gift for a new parent as well to give them a little bit of encouragement that what they're doing is actually really important. Absolutely. Uh, Dr. Knowles, there's something you just said that I think is really critical. And that is, you said, it's not just a nicety. And that is, I think, where we go wrong. We think that baby wearing is optional. Uh, It's just, it's okay. If you do it, you do it. If you don't, you don't. Uh, But we don't really understand that it has a huge impact and and might, might be really critical in in a Sometimes yeah. if you have had, so for example, I know this show is about being born to be breastfed, but however hard you try, sometimes it doesn't work out. Sure. And close contact that you can get from a sling will often help to heal the wounds. Absolutely. That they feel from wanting to be able to breastfeed and not. And so, again, that can help to heal another rupture in a relationship that was meant to be a certain way, but hasn't worked out like that. So, again, I do think that it is something that can make a massive impact on any parent and any carer everywhere. 
And I would be quick to say they have done studies on geriatrics, that is, old people, and they have found that their health is better when they have physical contact, a hug, a a back rub, a whatever. And I'm thinking this is really a situation from cradle to grave. So anyway, as usual, this hour goes way, way too fast and the whole hour has gone by. But anyway, uh, I would very much like to thank Dr. Uh, Rosie Knowles for coming on the show today. I will be promoting Dr. Knowles' book. You will get it at mariebiancuso.com. Please stop by. Read what I have to say on my blog post, and you will find there a link to Dr. Knoll's book, and I would highly encourage you to get a copy for yourself and for everybody else you know, because this topic is so important. Dr. Knowles, thank you for being with us today. And I will uh, challenge all of you to come back next week when we will have another show. So in the meanwhile, remember, your baby was born to be breastfed. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. Please join Marie Biancuso next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do its best for you and your baby.